Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I'll tell you about it. All Christian parents want their kids to draw closer to Christ. That's an email we received yesterday. There we go. From a, we can get emails from Mary Kate Warner, who is a Sunday school teacher, who's made some kind of weird flashcards for her Sunday school, and she wants the world to to to, to use them. Share the love. <laughs> Episode one nine two one nine two, of course, famous for being the number you used to dial on your landline to get directory inquiries. Remember one nine two? I think so. Yeah, oh, it was one two three, or is that um, was that the uh, speaking clock? One two three was the speaking clock. Yeah. Imagine what at the third a child. Stroke. Let me try and do it. At the third stroke, the time sponsored by Accurist will be 2.42 and 10 seconds. That was fascinating because he had to make that exactly 10 seconds long. Oh, did he? Because it would update by 10 seconds each time. Oh, I didn't even think of the logistics of that. The time I think sponsored bit, by Accurist will his, be... His, his voice is a bit more, sh- not shrill, but crisp. The times? No. <laughs> it wasn't that. The time sponsored by Accurist? No. It was, it was definitely deeper. And and he would have had to have done every single com- will be combination of numbers. Seven, 53, and 20 seconds. Yeah, it has to be 10 seconds each time. And every April Fool's Day, he'll go, it is the 13th hour. And he'd do a rap. <laughs> he did a rap for ages. He was just in there for ages. Remember yeah. Club Call, when you used to ring up your football team? Yeah. And, uh, just I never used to do on, that. Wait on the line. I used to do it. Because Newcastle were a buying club back then. I don't think they had one for Portsmouth. <laughs> Um, the yeah, he used to ring up and he used to go, um, "Welcome, welcome to Club Call at uh, Newcastle United," and play like local hero for a bit, and then they'd uh, spend ages sort of going. If you want to learn about the transfers coming in, bearing in mind this was run by the club, so they would know exactly what was who was coming in and coming out. Um, they'd sort of yeah, press one, you press one, they go, and the transfers that are supposed to be coming in this summer are. Roberto Baggio and all this stuff and all this bollocks like they would yeah. just make shit up and people would, and I'd ring it? it up massive money grab it only, money only grab. next to ringing up um, the Lucasfilm or LucasArts rather um, help channel when I was having trouble with uh, the old Monkey Islands and the Loom um, ringing them up and trying to get uh, some help for the video games there it was just it was very 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 uh, time consuming and also, phone bill destroying as well. My mum and dad did not enjoy my company. No, I think it was something like lucrative, like 60p a minute or something. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, when we had that technical issue last week, was it last week or this week? Last week. Yes, okay, last week. right, yeah. This yeah. time last week, maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, we talked for quite a lot about a movie that I had seen that, strangely for you, Pete, you actually seemed interested in. Right. And then we lost it. So I'm proposing I'm going to bring it to the table again. Mm. Um, it was... Um, a movie on Netflix called Unacknowledged. 
Right. Now, it's about UFOs mm. and alien technology. And while I'll concede that it does go down the road of being patently Silly. ridiculous at some points, mm. there is some really interesting angles to it. And the, the main one being that, you know, a lot of chat about alien spotted, alien spotting and alien technology and alien abduction and all the rest of it are traditionally the, the bastion of, oh no, I don't want to be unfair, but like it normally is categorized as people who are rednecks in the south of the US or mm. whatever saying that, that they, um, they've been abducted or whatever. And it's, and it's kind of ridiculed chiefly for that reason yeah apart from the fact that it's obviously the chances of it happening are very 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 slim mm. so what unacknowledged does pretty well is it says well do you know what there are quite a lot of professional people including astronauts pilots radar people military people etc etc who have seen these things have have reported these things have been involved in these things mm but it's never really been talked about. And so unacknowledged, I think, does a pretty good job of getting them together and getting to talk about it. And it's people who've walked on the moon and stuff. It's not, mm. it's not, it's not just anyone. And um, so, although I think it's, it's, it's mad, a lot of it, some of it, I wonder if there is a kernel there. Do you not think it's just, if you are a pilot and you're flying for 10, 11, 12 hours at a time somewhere, and you're sort of dozing off or you're half asleep or you're just not really concentrating on... What's going on? Well, first of all, you should be. You should be all because right. it's important. <laughs> yeah, you should be. But like, just thinking about it, like you probably just your mind just kind of does stuff when you're in that kind of emotional stasis. You're just concentrating on one thing, uh, and something goes outside. And, and bearing in mind, there are like freak weather effects, like ball lightning and um, St. Elmo's fire, and all you know, yeah. aurora borealis. Yeah. Um, and so the things will be happening above the clouds, and you know, meteorites and comets and stuff like that. Uh, th things do happen so I'm not saying I'm just saying that um, I think we would have more tangible um, experiences with, with, with uh, extraterrestrial life do you want to believe um, Mulder I just think it would all end wouldn't it I mean look look at the way that we treat anywhere we go we just drill into it they, they would be, basically anyone who had alien technology would basically it would be a big hoover and it would just suck up planets to be processed into minerals that they use up in the cosmos. And for those listening, Pete is waving a gigantic hoover around the gigantic, Imagine a gigantic hoover. It would just suck up the earth and it would just process us and we'd be dead. It'd be bloody miserable. So I do, I do want to believe, I do, I, I do obviously know that there's something out there, but they're just so far. I just don't think we'd know. They'd just suck us up and use us, I think. For minerals, they wouldn't care. Use me, daddy. Use me. They'd hurt us. Some of those examples of, of people on, on you know, pilots seeing these UFOs. Mm. Of course, they could be unannounced, unconfirmed technology that we don't know about widely, mm. right? But they've been confirmed by radar people and air traffic control people and in, in the same at the same time. So there's definitely something I there. want to say crafts that are there that are perhaps unannounced, unclassified technology being tested or whatever. Are you saying that? Oh, what? As in, like, so, what I'm so, saying so they're what I'm military, saying is, they're military uh, classified. So the stealth bomber, yeah, yeah, the stealth bomber, right? Okay, for example, right, yeah. that was made in the seventies, yeah, or something. So and that's fifty so, years ago. Yeah, now. so they're obviously. So why are not? Why? Why is there not other stuff happening? Oh, of course, there are. yeah, of course, there is. So, 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 what are we saying then? So that aliens, don't, <laughs> aliens have never been here because people are just testing uh, uh, aircraft and stuff like that. I'm inclined to think think that. Yeah. Super Concord. Yeah, I agree with that part. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah, the aliens haven't been here, or if they have, 
they're very hands off. <laughs> so uh, uh, <laughs> they're going yeah. to the zoo, yeah, and yeah. looking at the animals. But Arthur C. Clarke said it: either we're alone in the universe or we're not, and either way, it's terrifying. Yeah, massively. Yeah, I, I the amount again that I think that's more scary: being alone in the universe that we're just the only. Um, the only Earth, the only planet that can sustain any kind of like uh, life that has independent thought, if indeed we do have independent thought, which probably gets a bit deeper. I was just, you know. Um, I mean, more importantly, Wycliffe Well in Australia, one of the top five places to see aliens, um, basically... Um, top five sighting, places to see aliens? How yeah, do they judge that? Sightings are guaranteed every few uh, days. Uh, <laughs> the Holiday Park has... Uh, is that a kangaroo? Is it someone who <laughs> know what a kangaroo is? It's an alien! It's bounced it's everywhere. Mass. Look at the state of that display they've got. That's, That's bad, isn't it? That's bad. Do you remember that Jeremy Beadle prank show Beadle's about? Right. Where he, he crash landed a fake alien in oh, a woman's backyard. Yes, that's and she right. No, yeah. and she ended up the first thing she. Do you know what the first thing she said to the alien was? Was that a cup of tea? Yeah, would you like a cup of tea? It's that's amazing. Right. There are very few things that make me happy to be British. That that drunk, I think he's Polish, drunk racist Polish man saying shouting at a black person to get out of the train because he's you know a racist or whatever, and then a bloke going over and going, "You are being ridiculous." Oh, yeah, that was amazing. That and was amazing. Th- yeah. That that makes you proud to be a Londoner, uh, and and I think something like that that makes me. There's a I, I'm, I find uh, the idea of uh, British identity um, troubling the best of times, but offering an alien a cup of tea. It's wonderful. Yeah. And, it's I, just, and the other thing is, it's a tiny little alien as well. I mean, the size <laughs> of the cup of tea. Um, we're getting onto more familiar Luke and Pete show territory. Mm. And, and people should email in hello at lukeandpeacher.com. Maybe they've seen UFOs. They can describe the situation. Yes, please. Maybe they can tell us about going to Nevada or Area 51 or Groom Lake or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but on more sort of terrestrial ground, uh, what about this I found? Man ordered to collect fridge. He threw off Spanish cliff. Oh, I saw this guy. Yeah. Was it in Sevilla or something? Where yeah. was it? Yeah. Al- Al- Almeria, I think. Right. Police forced a man to retrieve a fridge he threw down a ravine near the su- southern Spanish city of Almeria. Um, a tweet posted by the police shows that he um, he had to haul it back up. He was fined €45,000 for the trouble as well, made to describe, uh, dispose of it properly. So he filmed, That's the great punishment for someone fly-tipping. He filmed himself... Chucking it off. Chucking it off. It, it kind of, it's quite a spectacular video because it really does slide down the, the, the hill, doesn't it? It goes miles, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, he had to get it back out somehow. How did they do it? Like a winch or something? It's a long way. <laughs> I think it's the punishment absolutely befitting the crime. Massively. Well, it's, it's the exact reverse of the crime and, you know... He had to do it with the help of his friend. They had to carry it up by hand. <laughs> no, they had fridge. a winch, didn't they? they I think a there's a rope. It's got a rope yeah. involved, but I think that's just to stop it sliding down again. They presumably um, had a Indiana Jones in there. Yeah, a little, it's, in, a little Indiana Jones. it's going to be an impending nuclear explosion. Imagine if the police didn't even bother looking inside the fridge and it was just full of body parts. Full of gold. And it was like they've killed, they've, killed, they've killed somebody uh, and they've put it in a fridge. Yeah, incredible. Have you ever done any fly tipping, Pete? Uh, no, but I did once run full force into a big fridge that was kind of up on one side in Camden. Uh, I jumped into it and... Um, basically threw my full force into the fridge and it sort of went down. Why did you do that? Because um, I was a little like back in the day and it was uh, it was satisfying though. It was like basically rugby tackling a fridge but from within. So a friend of mine at university was getting up to university alcohol-fueled hijinks mm. and um, there was two topiaried hedge figures in the middle of the town centre. Right. Um, I, don't know, I can't remember what they were doing. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. I think it might have only been there for a short period of time anyway. Mm. But he was drunk and he decided he was going to rugby tackle them. Mm. So he ran full pelt 
into them and rugby tackled them, not realising they were obviously held up with quite severely hard metal <laughs> and shattered his shoulder doing it. I don't, I don't think I like that sort of thing. No. <laughs> He's paid the price there. He's paid the price there. There was oh, also dear. a really, I mean, uh, frankly, quite hor- horrific story um, that came out on the same day as Fridgegate, right. which I really enjoyed for terrible reasons, of a chap called Terry Brazier. Terry Brazier. Do you know what happened with uh, Terry Brazier? He went into Leicester Royal Infirmary, your old, um, your old stomping, stomping ground. Stomping ground. Have I ever been there? Yes, I have been there. What for? Uh, I jumped down some stairs and thought I'd uh, really damaged my ankle. Again, an ankle injury. Always the ankle. This is an impact one, though. Uh, my ankle went up like a right old, right old billy It did. It was and, horrible. And what was the uh, prognosis? It was just uh, Diagnosis, ice, sorry. ice, elevation. Is it ice? Elevation? What are they diagnosed? Like a severe sprain or something? I think I just, yeah, like a compressed sprain kind of jobby. All right. Anyway, so, so Terry Brazier went into Leicester Royal Infirmary mm. for a routine Botox injection into his bladder. Okay. What do you think happened to him? Do I have to... Pr- I do actually know the story. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Tell, them, tell the listeners then. Give them a minute to, to guess and yeah. tell, them, tell, them, tell them. He was de-shrouded. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a technical term? No. Probably not. Yeah. The fact... I mean, yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's. Um. I think the, the, the NHS call it a never incident or something. They call it like right. a thing that should never they need to happen. Update that because it has happened. <laughs> um, they removed his penile veil of tears. <laughs> he was. Accident- what do you keep in yours? Pennies. The hospital said it was deeply, deeply and genuinely sorry because they accidentally circumcised him. He said after the procedure he was left waiting for two hours until they broke the news. I mean, hang on a minute, look at your own cock. Yeah. I mean, two hours to look well, at no, your own but cock. If you'd be wondering, I mean, presumably it's a non-invasive. Getting What was he getting put in there? Silicon. Botox injection to his bladder. Right. Pete, I'm just saying, it should not take any person <laughs> two hours to realise they've been circumcised. <laughs> Unless it's kind of, I suppose it's probably got anesthetic and it's covered. And it's covered. probably covered. Yeah, but you, but yeah. you would assume, you would sort of go, this is more invasive than it was because presumably it would just be an injection straight in the bladder, bit of botulism, bang, there we go. But, you know, you would notice, why is the top of my penis? Would you like it when the... Why have you been, why have you been farting around with that? That's you, not my bladder. If you, were getting, <laughs> if you were getting an injection into your bladder, right. would you like it if the nurse at the time went, bang! <laughs> <laughs> and the dirt is gone. <laughs> bang! Is it done? Kablamo! Sorry, have you done it or not? Bang! <laughs> I said bang! That means it's done! Bang, bang, bang! Machine gun! Um, and this is really British as well. The 70-year-old man said, he replied when they broke the news, oh, have you? What else could I say? I was stunned. I couldn't believe they were telling me. Didn't he, um, did he get, did he have a settlement or something? It was just Yes, that was be my already. next point to you. So you don't know the settlement, do you? You can't remember. Uh, 20 grand? Yeah, it was exactly. 20 20 grand. Grand. <laughs> Why do I always remember these stories and I can't remember my names? You can't remember where you put your keys. Can't remember where, where, my keys. Where's where would you rank that in terms of value? What do you mean? As in twenty grand? No, foreskin's twenty grand. I'd want more. I'd want more for a foreskin. It's been, even very, it's been very good to you over the years. Even if it's 70, seventy, even if you're seventy years old, I would at that age, I'd be like, oh, my penis looks a bit different. Something new in it because everything gets a bit, <laughs> everything gets a bit samey at that age, isn't it? I know what you mean. Suddenly, yeah. like if you're if you're de-shrouded, oh, got a new lease of life, yeah. I mean, the, the act of... I mean, there's, we do have a lot of American listeners and there'll be a lot of American men without their um, foreskin. What's that all about, lads? Come on. But would you... But lo- What's some, that all some about? People, I, 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 all right, some of it is religious. Even then. No, some, 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 some of it's for health reasons as well. Some of it's very little, though. Yeah. It's nonsense. Why are you doing that? It's, yeah, it's there I, for a reason. It's not. We've not evolved it out. It's fine. It's not a gallstone. It's fine, guys. Stop making us sound weird because we're not mutilating ourselves, all right, guys? Yeah? You want more than... I mean, I am I, I am sort of inclined to agree with that, I think. But you'd want more than, than 20. I mean, I, I'd, like, I'd like to have been... 
I mean, it's, it's horrific. And obviously, Terry does have my sympathy, of course. Um, on the other hand, this is great frivolous content for a, a, mid, a middling podcast. So Thank you. He's going to have to take it on the chin. Or the cock. Or the cock. But would you like to have been the there fortune. to see the face of the surgeon as he realised that he'd made the mistake? BBC television, Guy Gormer. It would be exactly like that, wouldn't it? Ah. Be exactly I mean, like that. To be honest, out of all of the things you could do, I think it's probably one of the more... Um, okay things to do like you're not removing a leg you're not you're not removing the wrong leg or you know all the big things that could happen a foreskin removal I mean you should you should know what you've got on like I'm terrible at diaries but I mean that just yeah. you know you instead of because it would be interesting to know the process of how it actually happened well exactly because presumably in the theatre that they're doing it they're presumably um, all of like the forceps and all of like the the, the the bits of equipment will be there so the the botulism the vial of botulism <laughs> most, will be there most of it was uh, like local aesthetic and the guy and he's awake the whole time and and the surgeon just starts fiddling with his penis he's thinking he's, thinking, <laughs> he's a wrong one well, I should trust the doctor I should trust the surgeon because you know he knows what he's yeah. doing but at what point do you go whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you, sorry what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes, bang! I've started start to all finish. But yeah, exactly. You would be looking down and sort of seeing him do that kind of caper and you'd be like, this is not normal. Are you going to replace that? That's yeah. not how you go in usually. <laughs> you put a fake one on. Maybe with the botulism it goes down the penis. What is botulism? Uh, Botox. It's like, it's the... Um, the it's word the, for it. It's the little... It's the little... What is it? It's not a disease, is it? It's like the little... Um... You wouldn't go down the cock to get to the bladder, would you? It's a good way. It's a good access point, isn't it? How would you get down to your bladder, sunshine? You do, yeah. I mean, that's why you get a catheter. My bladder's been very good to me over the years. You put a catheter. Yeah, no. I'm always very proud of my uh, bladder. I think I've said it before. It will go carry I, on. Remind I'll us. Go to, I'll go to the. I'll go to my bedroom. I will go to my boudoir, uh, needing a bit of a pee, and I'll just sleep straight through. Yeah, I'm. I'm to I be mean, honest, I'm not one of those people. Even in my advancing years, who needs to get up in the middle of the night. Rare, we, rarely. We both know one person who, whose life sounds like a real bind. Yeah. Football ramble, Jim Campbell. Yeah. But Constantly also, urinating that lad. He is, but also, um, I, I've got a little trade off of myself. So if I've been drinking, mm. and I've, so I've got, yeah, to, I've been drinking. I've got to be doing something the next day. Yeah, I don't need a hangover. So what I do is I bolt as much water as I can before I go to bed. But I know that mm. I'm probably going to wake up about three or four, so I have to go to the Probably's toilet. Was, yeah, but I'll t- I'll take that trade off. Mm. But ordinarily, if I've not been boozing, I'm I'm good as gold. I drop the ibuprofen. <laughs> do you in advance? Ibuprofen. Well, no, like on the at, at night. Yeah, get before in, you go to bed. Cut by a profin. Paramol, if it's a pretty heavy one, and you really need to get up the next day. Really? Paramol helps you sleep because it's codeine. Well, <laughs> codeine, baby. Okay, yeah, we don't recommend that. Um, I do, it's brilliant. Let's take a break so Peep can drop his paramol, um, <laughs> and um, we'll be back in a minute. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Wonderful. Julian Assange. We haven't, people... Julia, we haven't had a Julian Assange update. Uh, we had one last week. week. We had one last week. But yeah. I, need, I need more Assange. Do people are bored of um, succulent Chinese meal guy yet? I don't know. I mean, I'm still very much people Into keep it. keep sending me um, videos of him. So do an email, Peter. I will do. <laughs> I'll do an email. Do a bloody oh, email. Right, will you? Hello right, at LukeandPeter.com right. right. to get in touch to uh, further aid and abet mm. our misspent adulthood. Have we spoken about this? Because I forget what we had to um, cast off into space. Um, Oh, uh, right. When we lost the emails. Did we do the um, the, 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 the list of excellent stories of people who died while masturbating? No, we haven't done that. Uh, hi, guys. I've been meaning to spend, send this to you for a while. A couple of completely unrelated things you may be interested in. I imagine one will appeal more to Luke and one to Pete. I'll let you figure out, figure out which one is which. A few years ago, a couple of my friends discovered this list of excellent stories of people who, inf- who had unfortunately died while uh, masturbating. I thought you might be interested in it. <laughs> is this true? I still remember my favorite tragedy relating to a man who had fallen in love with his tractor. One who he had named Stone. Oh, we we vaguely... Are we, are we do touch do, on that? We've glossed around the edges of that, right, I think, at some point. Okay. Um, well, I mean, well, so there's no point in really uh, going over it again, but I did very much enjoy the idea. If you could fall in love with an inanimate object, uh, Luke, what would it be? Because I, I'm a big fan of the electronics and technical um, machinery are. in my life. Yeah. What would you sort of go for? That's a really good if question. You had to choose, if you had to choose one thing, what means... Most to you in your life? Probably, um, <laughs> what means most to me in my life? Yeah. I would probably say the um, oversized uh, mason jar that holds the homemade granola that my wife makes. <laughs> that is very obscure. <laughs> um, and, and would, I mean, would, how would you have sex with that? Oh, More why is that even happening? Why? What do you mean? It wouldn't be like, uh, not, not so soon after Terry Brazier. Mm. You can't you can't do that. The man might be listening. How would I have sex with a mason jar? In many ways, it's been a, it's surprising it's taken so long for you to ask me this question. 192 mm. episodes. So you you were saying that you would just wrap a lot of wires around your penis. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, I would choose something ergonomically um, useful. I suppose I, I need to find something that I really really liked in my life. There's nothing really I'm really into. I like thermal machinery. paste, thermal paste. Oh, that would sting. It's that silicon kind of metal. Apparently, uh, thermal paste isn't the done thing anymore. Oh, go uh, on. This is a massive development. Liquid mercury. Or just mercury. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tour. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hot, so it's going to be liquid, isn't it? It's practically meet, a gas. Meet my friend, Mr. Mr. Donaldson. <laughs> People are sort of putting it in their mobile phones and stuff. Like that. Well, they're not. I mean, Deviants on the internet that I watch. Line of text, <laughs> tech tips and stuff. Uh, but he... Uh, uh, they so how will, does it work? It's just like a... It's, it's just a better version of There's uh, less resistance. Paste. But the problem is... It, well, it just transfers heat a lot better, but the problem is it's quite liquid, so yeah. it will get everywhere. So, what do you? How does it? I don't even really know how thermal paste works anyway. Um, thermal paste is just a, a heat transfer, so it basically fills in all of the air gaps between the processor or component and the oh, heat right. sink. You're already yawning, am, and the, yeah. in the aluminium heat sink, and week. it helps you dissipate. Uh, dissipate. So, you're going to be upgrading your machine to incorporate that? Oh God, no! I was. I actually looked at my process yesterday. I thought. Is this bottlenecking the zero amount of gaming I do every week? 
music and I thought, stop being a fucking idiot, Donaldson. Yeah. And just get on with the things you have to do. Yeah. What, what do you call your computer a machine? Rig. It's the rig, isn't it? It's the rig. <laughs> you know that. It's the rig. 87-year-old man found naked and hanging by his belt. Uh, the allegedly the oldest victim of an autoerotic fatality ever reported. Wow. He was found in his uh, living room naked and bound with ropes that crisscrossed his body from his legs up to his chest. Investigators uh, discovered semen on his right hand as well as on the floor. At least he finished. <laughs> it's quite inspirational. 87 though. Yeah, I mean, still, wowzers. Still got a load of lead in the pencil at 87. I mean, to each his own, if that's what he wants to get up to. Your that's neck up to him. is very fragile at that, uh, at that time though, isn't it? He's gone out. He's gone out. He's gone out fighting, hasn't he? He's gone out fighting there, <laughs> Man raging like... against the d- dying of a light. Is Alan Thomas would say. <laughs> um, this case involves an underemployed man, <laughs> in his underemployed, underemployed, uh, who uh, grew zucchini in his uh, backyard of his house. He shared with his wife one afternoon. He desperately knocked on a neighbor's door, seeking assistance because he was choking on a zucchini he'd shoved down his throat while masturbating. It was too late to save him. That, I mean, I don't expect. I didn't expect that to go that way. I mean, yeah. don't do it now. I mean, don't 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 mimic it. That I did not expect that. I mean, zuki. Uh, First of all, zucchini is not eggplants, are they? No, it's a courgette. Courgette. Yeah. So they could actually block the windpipe. Imagine inhaling an entire zucchini. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You just imagine the new series. Of <laughs> Get it long enough so it misses the esophagus. Well, does it have to go down the esophagus? Which one's the br- what branches out into the lungs? The trachea. The trachea. Yeah. yeah. Just it can, can you not just get one long enough to get into the stomach? Because otherwise, no. It's I think, awful. I it's think, awful yeah. business. It's awful. I, I think what you're doing is, is probably erroneously trying to rationalise this. Mm. I don't think you need to be doing that. Mm. I mean, what, the thing is, is, is it slips out of his hand? I mean, what's what's going on? Because presumably he's got a firm grip around. Well, poor choice of words. But he's got a firm grip around the, the, the zucchini as well. Mm. Very strange. Mm. Uh, do you want one last one? Uh, British. I don't want any of them. But yeah, Christian gonna... Christian Etchells, remember him? Uh, was a prominent member of the British National Front Party, which is deemed to be some uh, deemed by some some to be fascist and far right and nationalist. Oh, this is a guy from the BNP. Yeah, embarrassing himself. I'm um, all in favour of that. He was. Uh, yeah, he was. He'd once been jailed for throwing eggs and shouting racist taunts. In another incident, he was sentenced to a year's worth of community service for threatening a Asian taxi driver with a hunting knife. Seems seems like a not much you know a year's bit of community service weird. Yeah. Um, in August in August of 2004, at the age of 29, Edchills was found dead in his apartment's cupboard with a cord wrapped around his neck and a picture of a woman dressed as a schoolgirl on the floor. What I would say is, guys, if you're going to get involved with the autotrophic association, I know lots of people don't have fixtures in their rooms. The only place is the cupboard bit. People aren't going to find you, mate. Give yourself the best opportunity. Do it in a corridor. <laughs> Do it. Get one of those little pull-up bars for the uh, doorway of your house. Do it in the corridor so people can actually find you. If you do it in the cupboard and the doors closes, you're not going to be found for days. And it's going to be an awful experience for that person. Even <sighs> An even worse experience for the person who finds you. It's going Open to be like... the cupboard looking for a... I'll just sort his clothes out while he's away. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden you're faced with that. So again, well, they're going to have to go to the charity shop. He doesn't need them anymore. No. <laughs> And there's semen all over them. <laughs> so yes, um, I don't think Christian will be missed. I don't think that's um, going out far and uh, wide. What's the name of the emailer? Um, I've lost it now. It doesn't matter. But if, if you're listening still, never email us again. It was uh, Mike. Mike. I'm going to not use the second name. It was Mike. Thank um, you, Mike. Hello at com is the email address. Of course. Mm. Thank you very much for that. I use that term under advice. This is from Gemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, oh, "Hi guys, relatively short term listener, first time emailer. Nice to see people are still." finding the show um apologies for that Gemma. been listening since may when my friend owen long time listener to the ramble introduced me 
binge the entire back catalogue to overtake Owen and get up to date. Jim <laughs> is feeling very competitive. Feel free to get competitive with your iTunes reviews. Yeah, very much so. Mm, in a positive way. Yeah, Luke mentioned Mercury Mazes on uh, the, a recent show. Mercury Mazes? Remember, I told you I had a maze with a Mercury That's thing in it. That's right, and I said that there's no Couldn't way happen. you could have had it. They're yet. putting them in computers now. That's <laughs> um, where I'll leave Mercury went. Pete was uh, horrified that such a toy existed in our lifetimes. She said, when I was in year five, which is 1994, we get treats for earning merit stickers. One of which was half an hour on the Mercury Maze. <laughs> a British primary school in the nineties thought it was okay to let kids play with quite a dangerous toy as a treat. <laughs> Is that like um, the thirty seconds? No, two minutes. You were allowed on the roof at uh, Chernobyl to get that to get that uh, the graphite, graphite off. To get the graphite to off. To get the yeah. graphite off. You get half an hour. That's yeah. all you're allowed for the year. I'm actually reading a book about Chernobyl at the moment, mm. based um, because I, I I was really fascinated. This is a bit nerdy but anyway I, I I tried watching Chernobyl and I didn't like it right and so I went but everyone was saying it was amazing so I, I banned it after about 20 minutes because I found the first scene of the first episode really tacky what him killing himself no sorry wrong the first scene of the meltdown itself in the control room oh right yeah kind of like a bit like an ersatz Star Wars and I um, <laughs> well, that's what it looked like though isn't it but I stuck at it and I, I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed it so much that I bought a book by I think a guy called Sergei Sergei Plokin, Plokin, I can't remember how you mm. pronounce his name. About it's like a, it's like a, um, an exhaustive history of exactly what happened because I was fascinated about what artistic license they took mm. and what actually went on. And it's, mm. at, it's very, very similar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like Voices of Chernobyl or something like that. No, that's what they no, based a lot of it on. Chernobyl Dream right. is a different one. Right. This one's just called Chernobyl, I think. Right, uh, Chernobyl Prayer. Sorry, not Chernobyl Dream. Chernobyl Prayer. I've got that as well, but I haven't read it yet. Mm. Anyway. Back to Gemma, who, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm aware, was not indicted or anything to do with the Chernobyl disaster. Um, she, mind you, this was also the same teacher, the teacher who let them play with the mercury maze for half an hour as a treat, whose idea of a science experiment was to fill plastic bags with gravel to see which supermarket had the strongest bags by weighing them on a co-traction made from a hanging scale. That's good. Similar to the, to the one that's used um, to weigh babies. At two A-frames and a balance beam from the gym equipment. I can't remember which supermarket won, and safe to say it wouldn't be on the agenda today in our war against plastic. Uh, a couple of other things. On a very early episode, you mentioned smart speakers and referred to Alexa. During this conversation, my smart speaker started playing Hotel California by the Eagles <laughs> as a result of something you've said. I've also asked Alexa to play the show, and she tried to play me something called Utter Drivel which I thought might make you proud. <laughs> Love the show. It brightens up my Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah, it's, it's worth reminding people that you can actually listen to uh, us on the old smart speakers or just tell us tell it to play Luke and Pete Shaw. Alexa, tell us how Michael Hutchins died. <laughs> Alexa, play Gary Glitter, my gang. <laughs> oh, that's on your history now. Oh, I can't get rid of that. Naughty. Hopefully you've got your electron incognito giving, mode. Giving him a fucking bit of PRS there, oh, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Funding is uh, is lifestyle. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, so Alexa, uh, play the Lost Prophets. That's a, that's enough. That's enough. That won't be on. He there. got in trouble because he sneaked. He had a mobile phone up his bum. All oh, right. You know those tiny little mobile phones you get because uh, he was he was, bo- he was bothering one of his exes. You'd think he'd just leave well enough well enough alone, wouldn't you? He's in thirty five years in he or something. Yeah, the things he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, he uh, he he um, said that um, it was the Wings mobile phone. Uh, and he was keeping it um, for you know solidarity with his wing of the uh, thing. But uh, those tiny little mobile phones that you can fit on people's bums. Very exciting. 
Great way of great, is it exciting? Is it a little, it's little very bit exciting to the of, of technology? It's very exciting. This is Ian Watkins. Is that his name? Watkins. Yeah. How when's he come? When's he going to get out of prison? Never. I don't think he ever get out of prison. I mean, his crimes were unspeakable. Fucking unspeakable. Yeah. Okay. Even well, on, for this show. <laughs> yeah, that is saying something you yeah. did in, in the chair, Donaldson. Mm. Um, let's wrap it up, Pete. On that note, All right, it's then. been a disgracefully. Um, Risque episode, even by your standards. Well, you do we apologise for that or do we celebrate no, it? Um, we're back on Monday with episode one nine three. We hope you have a lovely, lovely weekend. Um, go out and enjoy yourself. Um, if you want to email us in the meantime about anything we talked about, UFOs, alien experiences, abductions, mm. all that kind of stuff, it's um, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. But you're welcome to get in touch with us for any reason. Indeed. Pete, I won't be seeing you this weekend. Oh, where are you um, going? Nowhere. We just don't see each other at the weekend. Oh, okay. I'm off to uh, Rotterdam. Enjoy. Could be anywhere. Frankly, my dear, I don't Rotterdam. This has been a Stakhanov production.